Welcome to the Akiyama Brothers Song on the Screen podcast, hosted by Mark and Landon Akiyama. In episode 23, Mark and Landon finally talk about a personal project they've been working on, an original animated musical. They go in-depth about preparing and orchestrating an orchestral version of the main song and what it is like to conduct a live orchestra. Find out more at AkiyamaMusic.com. Hi, Mark. Woohoo! Hi. Woohoo! Oh, wrong episode. <laughs> Throwing in a little bit of Tigger there. Yeah, cool. How so you I'm doing? excited about this episode. I'm excited too. Um, yeah, we're finally going to talk about one of the projects that we've been working on. Um, a personal project, so we've been working on it on and off. Um, everything as I was actually written a while ago, but um, we're planning to start it back up and see at least release some of the songs and everything. This ties in really well with some of our follow-up. Yeah. Why? Because next weekend on November 15th to the 18th is CTN Animation Expo. Yeah, stands for Creative Talent Network Expo. Yeah, so a lot of Disney animators go there, Nickelodeon, the big animation studios, Sony, DreamWorks. Pixar. Pixar. Um, they all have booths there and, and, and setups and everything. And they have, um, it's mainly for animators and everything and yeah. artists. Um, they even have portfolio reviews by the studios so you can go and get your portfolio reviewed it's like um, it's like comic-con for animators specifically so, for animation yeah. yeah so there's gonna be a whole bunch of panels mark and i are really excited we're gonna be going for three days um november 16th through the 18th yeah uh, so everything except for thursday will be at um we got new business cards for that so we're really excited about passing those out seeing mm-hmm. people feel like and how what, what, the- what the reactions look like on that we got the raised spy glass on them, so it's all fancy. So if you, you rub your fingers over the letters, you can feel the letters. It's not quite Braille, but it's still cool. It's not quite Braille. <laughs> yeah, so if any... we I know we have some... We have a couple of animation listeners out there, I think. So if you guys are going to be at CTN, um, you should definitely try to find us. We'll be walking around. Um, we'll probably have a camera filming everything and everything. So um, yeah. yeah, come say hi. Yeah, get in touch with us. We'd love to like stay in contact with you even after CTN. Yeah. We went there last year and when we introduced ourselves to people, we were like, "Oh, hi. We're we're composers for film and animation." They were like, "Oh, neat. What 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 are you what are you guys doing here?" Yeah. Uh we're like, "Well, uh you guys are animators, right? You 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 make films, yeah?" So, uh you need music, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> so, you we need kinda... music to go behind the film and Make people feel stuff, right? Did you just call what we do background music? No. I think so. It's an underscore. Oh, there's uh, there's different words for score. A score a film score. There there are some word there are some terms that are less offensive than others though. Oh, sorry. Background <laughs> music is one of the <laughs> That's a no no. Well that's how they uh, That's like calling an orchestral piece a song. Right. Well anyway, so last year when we went we met a few animators that helped us on a few projects that we had, and one of them in particular was this what we're about to talk about. Yeah, uh-huh. So the, um, we actually, this was when we were starting to get it back get it back going. Um, we had somebody storyboard a segment of this song to see kind of what she was going to, what she was thinking for it and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, well, we're kind of already getting into it then. Should, yeah. oh, hang on. Okay, we got let's more, back we up. We got a little bit more follow-up first. Hang on, hang on. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Okay. Okay, so this is important. So YouTube, we just started a new a new YouTube channel, uh, Akiyama Music on YouTube. There's a couple of videos up there already, um, not that many views, so you should definitely go and help that out a little bit. Um, in particular, this the the video called Brandy's Lament Live. 
So that's an orchestra piece that I conducted. That's this. That's what we're talking about today. That song is from is the main song from the 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 musical that we wrote, the animated musical that we're working on. So we're talking about that today specifically, what it was like to orchestrate that and conduct in front of a live live orchestra and audience, and what kind of how it's different than what the film version is going to be, sort of, and kind of what went into that. So. Definitely check out the 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 video that goes along with this episode, which is is that Brandy's Lament Live on YouTube, Akiyama Music. And the Moment Ambassador program? Oh, am I talking about that too? Oh yeah, okay, fine, fine, fine. Okay, so the Moment Ambassador program, if you guys are longtime listeners, first time callers, you'll know that <laughs> that we we're Moment Ambassadors. Um so what Moment is is they make lenses for your smartphones and they just attach directly onto your smartphone with a case. Um, and they they have a whole bunch of lenses that just up your up your film and photography game with your iPhone or your Android like times ten or even more. I don't know. They have a wide angle lens, some really cool lenses, fisheye lens, um, anamorphic lens, so you get really cool lens flares and everything. So if you do any kind of videography with your phone or even just take pictures, definitely check out Moment. And if you use our referral code in the show notes, you'll get ten percent off your first first purchase and. A uh, little bit goes back to help the podcast, which is always nice. Thank so you. So thank you, guys. Yeah. So, yeah, keep using that code, please. And Mark and I have been throwing around this term, show notes. And if you're not sure where to find these show notes in the oh, apps, yeah. you can check them out. Um, if you're an Apple Podcast listener, you can just, when you're in the now playing zone, you can scroll all the way down and you'll see a whole bunch of descriptions and links there in the, I think it's called episode notes. If you're an Overcast listener, you can swipe left or right and you'll be able to find more information like the description and the links that we're talking about. If you have any trouble finding those, let us know and we'll reach out to you and help you out. Yeah, actually, Landon does a really good job with that because we add chapters and everything to our podcast. So if you want to um, go back to something you heard, we have chapters and then each chapter sometimes will have a, a picture that pops up specifically for what we're talking about. So definitely try to pay attention to those because Landon puts a lot of work into them and they're kind of helpful. Oh, thanks, Mark. Especially for this one, though. There's there's a couple links that you really should pay attention to for this episode because they're, they provide some really cool insight into the song that we arranged. Or the song that we wrote. We wrote this song. Right, and since we're going to be referencing a lot to the YouTube video, it might help to check out the YouTube video as well. Yeah, actually, you should pause it right now. Did you pause it? Okay, cool. And then go to the YouTube link. Oh, you should pause it after I say this. But okay, go to the YouTube link, watch that first, and then come back to the episode right here. Go. And now you can open up the PDF of the orchestration. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. Well, we'll get into that. Anyway. Also, <laughs> what else is new? Um. Oh, guess what? This week, Landon had a birthday. Oh, that's right. I almost forgot. He's old now. I am old. I'm an old man. I am 25. 24. I'm, 24. I'm 25. Sorry. Get it straight. That's another thing. People always think he's older. I don't know why. Because yeah. I'm taller and I have a beard. So I think, don't I look older? I'm I think because sure. I'm more approachable. Approachable. People approachable. people relate to me a little bit more. Yeah. You um, know, I, a little you, bit more friendly. Good thing we're on a podcast, though, because people tell me I'm intimidating. and That's not very good for a podcast, I guess. Uh, yeah. You just have a good speaking voice now. Do I have a nice radio voice? And today on... The Akiyama Brothers Song to Screen Podcast. Nope, that's why you don't do the intro. I know, he never lets me do the <laughs> intro. I was telling him about that today. I was like, can I at least say the second sentence? And he was like, no. I was like, but I never get no, to do it. that's my thing. Okay, fine, whatever. But I wrote it today. 
Yeah, you did a good job writing it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Good job. But it's all about execution. Yeah, let's applaud ourselves. Okay, great. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And here we go. Um, Okay, I think that's about it for the the follow up. Yeah. Yeah. So let's. Yeah. The big thing is content. Big thing is CTN this weekend. So if you're going to be there, come come say hi. Find us somehow. I don't know. You'll find us. You'll recognize us. Yeah. If not, just um, I don't know. Wave your hands and and rapidly and you can always message us on social media and be like hey guys oh, yeah i'm at ctn where are you at and uh, yeah there's a bunch of restaurants and, and bars and stuff to meet up to so if you're interested in chatting about what we do what you do it'd be really cool to meet you cool um all right now let's get to the content all right so mark do you want to explain a little bit about the history of this stop okay. motion musical uh, this is a long long history a lot of backstory um should we start from the very beginning with like how i wrote it and everything Maybe do the abridged version. Abridged. Okay, abridged version. Okay. We got a lot to talk about today, folks. Okay. Um, so, okay, basic story is I was writing a musical when I was in college. Uh, it was a short one-act musical. Uh, the premise is Red Riding Hood. Um, it's kind of like a sequel. I don't know, a sequel, a continuation of the story. So she's older now, and she, her grandma has a birthday, um, so she has to go back into the forest, which she hasn't been back for a while since the first wolf attack. That was a little Halloween edition. Um, okay. Um, anyway, so she has to go back in the back into the forest, and she meets a couple animals and everything. And there's a wolf character who really, 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 really wants to get invited to this birthday party because she has absolutely no friends because she's a wolf, and nobody wants to make friends with a wolf because they'll eat you, right? Right. Right. Wrong. So Brandy is a wolf. She's the character in our song that we're talking about today. This is the main song, Brandy's Lament. Um, so this song in the musical, the short musical, it acts as the... Hmm, Cornerstone. It's the, the main song for the wolf, Brandy. The I Want song. Yeah, it's the I Want song of her character. Um, Red Riding Hood actually has her own sort of intro I Want song in the beginning, but we're not talking about that today. This one is the... Like it said, Brandy's Lament. So it's the the ballad of the musical. It's the big emotional climax of the musical. It's the I Want song for the main character, uh, the wolf. And she, in it, she's basically singing to the moon um, because that's the only friend she has, the only one who's always there that she talks to. And she's a wolf, so get it. And she's a wolf, so what else are you going to do? You're going to talk to the moon. Yeah, exactly. Bingo. Um, I thought it was cute when I was writing it. It's like a short one-act show. It's awesome. Um. We actually originally intended it, um, I still would love it to be, stop motion. So this was when we were heavily working in stop motion. Um, I actually built the sets and everything for it. I started animating the first song in in a, a house set um, with Red Riding Hood Baking a Cake is one of the songs. And if you're not familiar with stop motion, you can go back to episode 15, Leica Studios, where we yeah. dive deep and, and talk about the makeup of stop motion yeah see so i mean all this ties together we're going to ctn this weekend which is an animation expo stop Um, motion is part of animation yeah we absolutely love stop motion animation nightmare before christmas was a huge influence on me uh i think landon too i'm not really sure no yeah landon too for sure okay landon too uh red uh was it rudolph the red-nosed reindeer those ones the original were really cute but um not as cool as the ones that i wanted to make um i I love the tim burton kind um and the leica ones are awesome we're also really big 2d animation yeah buffs mm -hmm. they're like we're Bands, nerds. Yeah, I start also started trying to do more 2D animation stuff, so I'm um, getting my chops back up for that. Yeah. Um, 
But that's getting off topic. Yeah, yeah. So. Anyway, anyway. So we love animation. So we originally intended this to be a stop motion animated musical. Yes. Which is awesome, except it started taking way, 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 way too long. Way too long for Especially two people to do. Especially me being the only animator, Landon, well, um, helping, I didn't know how. Yeah. helping film and everything. Well, but it was, since Mark was doing it for one of his projects, he debuted a... Uh, like a sneak peek trailer of it. Yeah. And that was the only portion that he was able to complete because yeah. I was still in school and I wasn't able to learn how he was doing it yet. Yeah. So that trailer is actually on YouTube also, Akiyama Music. Um, it's under Featurette 1, I think, for the the uh, Legend of Willow Creek, which is the name of the show. So if you want to see how some of the stop motion segments of that turned out, um, they're they're not finished and they're not, not totally... Not fully animated, um, the song, but portions of the song are in there. So it's actually, it's really cool. We got, I was, I was happy with, um, some of the stuff we got. And then, so I had this whole sequence planned out for this particular song, Brandy's Lament, um, the wolf. She's in the forest. Um, she's, she's, you know, uh, singing to the moon and everything. And so we had, we have the wolf puppet and everything and we have the set and everything. And I was going to animate it and everything, but it was just taking way too long, and I needed to I needed to move on to other projects. And, way too long, yeah. Um, so it's something I would really love to pick back up, but for now, I think we we plan to finish the film. It's going to be sort of an abridged version, just to uh, like a proof of concept to to show that hey, our songs really really um, tell the story and they work for film, and this is how we originally intended it to be. So what we're planning to do is um, we've already started storyboarding it. And so we plan to do a really polished storyboard version um, with the songs storyboarded out um, and all the sequences tying everything in together in between. So yeah. we're working on that. But for now, this is um, the Brandy's Lament, the orchestra version, the live version, right? That's what we're talking about today. Yeah, so I uh, had the opportunity to guest conduct the one of the NYU orchestras when I was in school. Still, actually, it was my last my last year, um, which was really awesome because you don't get a chance to conduct a full orchestra for a live live concert very often. And what was nice is they they invited me to do one of my pieces, so I picked Brandy's Lament because I thought it'd be a really really great way to to orchestrate and showcase the song which had never been performed live before. So I found a singer, and then Emma Davis, who was in the musical theater program at Steinhardt with me. Well, not with me. I was in the percussion department. But yeah, <laughs> she was a student there also. Um, so she she was an amazing singer who signed on to do the project. So yeah, so then I had to go back, because um, originally the song was written just for piano and lead sheet and everything, and I hadn't orchestrated it for the film yet. So knowing that I was going to do a live orchestra and knowing how many players I had and everything, I went back and reorchestrated for a full orchestra, knowing that it was going to be performed live, which so you have different things in mind when you're when you're doing that, like who's going to do I want solo instruments playing anywhere? Or do I want full sections always playing and um, different textures and everything? Because you have less control because you have a live singer playing, so you want to make sure the words are always heard, so you can't always have huge sections. I even added a section, actually. Um, if you watch the video, um, before the last chorus, there's a full orchestra part, just the orchestra, just to so showcase the orchestra. So I added that section because I knew I was doing it for a live orchestra. I was like, we got we to gotta show, the, show the orchestra off a little bit. So 
Um, I added that section and I love it so much. I think I'm probably going to keep it in the film, <laughs> which is cool. Um, everything, everything. Um, yeah. Everything you learn from everything. Yeah. Okay. So a little bit more about the song actually. Um, so the wolf is she Brandy. She's trying to, uh, think of how she can convince or make herself look less scary or whatever to less like a threat. Yeah. Less threatening. Yeah. So she'll, uh, so Red Riding She's a Hood friendly and, wolf. Yeah, so Red Riding Hood and the other animals will trust her that she only wants to get invited to the party. So she's she's asking the moon for help and advice and everything. And then she halfway through the song, uh, after the bridge, she gets an idea because she sees she sees a basket that Red Riding Hood dropped with all the decorations. So she gets an idea of what might work. So this is, it turns from the beginning of the song is very kind of depressing kind of sad not depressing she's lonely it's a lament right <laughs> it's a ballad song <laughs> so she's sad this is after after the everybody's run away at least two times already she's she's been she's been abandoned so she um she's really heartbroken at the beginning of the song but by the end of the towards the bridge she kind of talks herself out of it and then the the final chorus is where she gets the idea and then she's like i'm gonna i'm gonna do something about it and then yeah, she sees yeah. a way to prove herself, a way out of the tunnel. Uh-huh. Yeah, a light at the end of the tunnel, that's what I meant. Which was, I knew that going into writing the song. Um, and then Landon also helped with the lyrics and everything. And Yeah. Uh, I forget I forget exactly how we broke it down, but I'm just... I don't remember yeah, either. We just write and then... Yeah. Like, both of us, we write. Um, and then, so he comes with, uh, up with ideas, and then I come up with ideas and be like, no, your idea sucks, my idea's better, so let's do mine. That's usually how it goes. I'm pretty sure I helped you with the transitions. Actually, you did help me with the transitions a lot with the chord transition because I was like, I don't like these. And then, um, but yeah, so going into that, I knew that the song had to take us from Brandy being absolutely heartbroken and destroyed and about ready to give up and just be like, well, this is this is the way it is. I can't really do anything. And But the song has to, through the song, she has to convince herself that, no, this is worth, is worth trying one more time. I have another idea. Um. Um, I'm gonna prove to them that I'm not a monster and that I'm friendly. She's a friendly wolf. Yeah. Uh huh. So she has to go. You have to see that character arc throughout the through this this really short song, like a three minute, three to four minute song. So blocking that out was interesting. Um, and then because you set guidelines to help when you're writing the song. So yeah, the first first verse is basically establishing establishing her condition. Uh, her situation that she's in and then asking advice for the moon um, who obviously doesn't respond because it's a moon but um, it's not like we made the moon a character or anything <laughs> no it's it's still a regular moon that would just be nonsense yeah that was just uh, what are we doing here planets talking yeah Come on. can't do that no wolves talking singing that's fine yeah um <laughs> um but yeah so sh- she just uses the moon to kind of um talk to herself sort of and get her out of that get out of the uh the lonely the lonely depressed state and then talk herself out of it and then hype herself back up by the end yeah so we got here all of that in the the time span of the short song so how about we open up this orchestration and yeah let's start talking about the details yeah so now we're gonna talk specifically about writing for the orchestra and then doing the orchestral version and conducting um so also, okay, so here's a good chance. Uh, if you haven't yet looked at the show notes, if you have, definitely watch the video first because it'll make a lot more sense what we're talking about. So watch the Brain Cement live video and then 
Also, if you're interested in seeing what the score looks like, the the full orchestra score, um, we also link that in the show notes. And what's cool about that is I added my my conducting markings also for when I was going through the score and prepping for it. Yeah, from time to time we'll talk about that if there's something important that comes up. And um, I thought it'd be interesting to see for you guys just to see like kind of the roadmap and everything for conducting. I thought it'd be helpful. And there's also, <laughs> it's kind of a funny story because... Well, I'll tell it at the end because at the end there's there's a part in there that wasn't originally in there, but during the dress rehearsal I added because I was like on the fly writing and I was like, I need this chord right here, so we're gonna do this here. Everybody, you got it? Good, great. Put in your parts. We're done. Yeah. So I was I was um, it was finished. Trust me, it was finished score and everything and ready on time. But just overlooked something. I just had such a good idea. I was like, I have to do it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna add it right now in the dress rehearsal if that's okay with everybody. And I'm the conductor, so it was okay with everybody. There's no, no talking back. No talk backs. Okay. It was great. Um, actually I, it was fun because I had, I'm, I'm just babbling on now, huh? Yeah, you are. But that's okay. okay. It was fun because I had my friend, I was in the percussion department, right? And then, so I, I knew the, the players who were going to be playing the percussion parts. And so I wrote specifically for them also. And it was nice having some of my friends in the back row when I was looking up conducting. Um, if you see me smile in the video, is probably because I, I was looking at one of them, one of the guys uh, who was about to play something, and I I thought it was funny because I'll share the rehearsal stories while we're going through it and everything. Um, yeah, but I look really, I look kind of mad in the video, but trust me, I'm not mad. I'm just concentrating really, really hard. <laughs> it was it was so much fun. It was great, Trying great not experience. To mess up. Yeah. Trying okay, to so mess let's up. let's get into it. Um, the orchestral version. It actually starts with. Okay, it starts with this. Here we go. Okay, so for that, that intro was added for the orchestra. Because originally in the, my original version that I wrote when I was just writing, I had a, you know, a piano part. So a lead sheet and everything that I was writing. So the original one goes like this. And then the singer comes in right away. Um, So there really wasn't much of an intro in the original one. And I had been planning to write one for the film, so I tried out this this version for the orchestra. So uh, it opens with the viola. Uh, she does a solo line, viola solo. You don't get that very often, yeah. Yeah, that, and then the the cello takes over, imitates that, imitation with a variation. Yeah, and then the harp comes in with Oh, I love those thirds. Yeah, moving thirds and everything, which was really awesome, but funny story, um originally those weren't solos in the beginning, the viola solo and the cello solo. Those weren't solos. Um those were supposed to be the sections playing. Um uh, but when we were doing uh, about to do the dress rehearsal and everything it just wasn't sounding as tight as i wanted it to and not exactly as as soft and delicate as i wanted it to so i just i just on the spot made them solos um and 
it ended up sounding way way better and it got the got the point across much better because it goes from it's kind of like the 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 wolf is the viola and then the cello is the the moon that she's looking at ah um, so character those, those play are, yeah uh-huh I like it yeah which is the like a call and answer kind of thing with the viola mm-hmm. going and then the cello responds with and then the rest of the more of the orchestra comes in so yeah then after that the harp comes in the piano comes in um there's a glockenspiel part also played by one of my friends she was great um <laughs> and uh then we also have oboe and a couple of flutes also doing the harp line and then the the violin comes also also comes in with a lead line yeah Okay, and then when the orchestra comes in, so the original uh, version for piano that I had, that I've always been playing, um, it's the arpeggios. Yeah, so that kind of gentle rocking back and forth lament kind of thing. I wanted to try and keep that somehow for the orchestra. So what I ended up doing was for when the verse comes in, the first verse, the harp kind of does a similar line to that. It takes it takes the place of the piano sort of, so it, it carries that um dum bum 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 bum. It carries that twelve eight feel, the triplet feel, the constant triplets going up and down and the gentle rocking. So the harp takes that place. And then we have, I have the strings holding nice long chords to kind of support that. And then a little bit of a moving line in the strings, uh, not too much, not, nothing fancy because there's, there's a singer. So we need to make sure we can hear her, hear her words and that she's um, easily heard and that what she's singing is most important. So there's not too much going on in the strings, actually. Um, it's a lot of long held chords and, and just support for the singer. Yeah, I want to make sure that she had that support. Um, so that that part actually sounds like this. The stars come out each night And I wonder Are they lonely I And then so that that transition in there, that swell right before the second verse, um, I, I needed to make that kind of big, and, or not not too big yet because we want to keep it small. Um, but I wanted to make that you know more important because she's moving on to the next section of where she's talking about the where she introduces the moon, and then she's all like, "This is my friend. Uh, this is the only friend I have. It's very very sad." <laughs> So so we have that swell. So the harp does a does gliss up and down. Oh, what I mean by gliss, uh, glissando is um, the harp. So the way that a harp works is it has tuning tuning pedals on it. A classical orchestra harp has tuning pedals. So whatever key we're playing in, you have to in the music you have to tell them what the what the key is and what the pedal the pedal positions are. So that they're they're tuned to the right key, so that all the key, all the strings are um, in the right key. So then, when they do the glisses, they go up and down the key, up and down the strings, 
and the pedals make sure that they're in the right key. So that's kind of a little bit real quick how a harp works. Um, so yeah, in the orchestra, in the music, the harp music, you have to make it when you're writing it out, you have to make sure you put the pedal tunings, uh, the pedal positions for the harpist in the beginning, which is something I learned just by doing this. It was great. <laughs> and then, so yeah, the harp provides that kind of the swell a little bit. And then I also added a suspended cymbal to kind of help with that a little bit, a really, really soft one played by Brandon, my friend. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. Oh, this is okay. So this is a funny story. Did you hear the wind chimes at the very end before I paused it? Yes. So I had the wind chimes and um, me being a musical theater performer and percussionist, I have kind of a specific way that I like my the wind chimes to be played, which I don't know if my friend appreciated that very much when I was conducting him. So I, um, I had him do, okay, one, one row of wind chimes wasn't loud enough. So I had him do two. And so I said, okay, we're going to add a second set of wind chimes and I need you to need you to play both of them together. Uh, so, cause I need it to be louder. So then we, we played through the part again and then he like smashed through the wind chimes and it was way too loud and everything. So I, I had, I showed him how I wanted it to sound. Um, but is that why you have the times two there? Yeah. So the, if you're looking in the score where it says times two, it says wind chimes. Um, that's because I had him add a second row of wind chimes and then, um, both hands simultaneously uh, graze the wind chimes where the the strings attach to the chime because if you use your nail and you hit the hit the actual metal chime part you get it's 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 too hard to control because there's too much too much chime swinging so if you hit it if you run your finger closer to the top where they're where they're all being suspended from it's a lot gentler sounding and you have way 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 more control over it so that's kind of what I had him do but by doing that it wasn't loud enough so that's why we added the second row um, so I, I'm pretty sure in the video, the part that I'm, you can see me smile and kind of chuckle a little bit. It's because I know that the wind chime part's coming up and I see him getting ready with both hands. I'm like, there you go. That's sorry. I made you do that, but I'm sorry. <laughs> it was great. Um, he was a good sport. Um, his name was Noah. He's, he's an awesome rimba player. Holy cow. Yeah. He's still, he's still playing and everything. So, okay. Then the next section, so we get into the second verse and this is where she introduces the moon. So we need another color to kind of represent the moon shimmering and the the moon's the moon's glow and the white light of the moon and everything and being sort of feeling like uh, candlelit style. These are just all adjectives that I was I was thinking of. So what I added, I decided to bring in the flutes here with an actual line. Um, okay, so the flutes come in also kind of mimicking what the harp was doing and what the original piano line was doing. Yeah, so I had the flutes come in and play sort of a, an ostinato on top of the harp to add that sort of shimmery color. So they they come in with the um, this line. So they come in with that, and then we also have the bassoon line um, comes in there. Um, and all that together sounds like this for the second verse. The moon comes into sight, and he greets me, rising So oh. 
So this this verse section, I wanted it to feel more a little bit more rhythmic, a little bit more driving, like there's a an, an undercurrent that's actually propelling the the score along, rather than the first verse, which was a lot more rubato and more free and out of time. And I wanted the singer to kind of we were kind of listening to the singer to give us the time and I was, I was following her more in that section. But then in the verse, I wanted the music to sort of take over to make sure that we're okay. Here we are. We're, we're chugging along and this is, this is where we're at. Does that make sense? Any yeah. It's like, this is now the established tempo. Yeah. Cause I didn't, I didn't want the whole thing to feel rubato because at some point the orchestra needs to, I wanted to make sure that the orchestra is the driving force also. Yeah. And also the there's some um, uh, the bases are doing uh, the the double bases in there are doing pizzicatos on the strong beats and those kind of they also provide a pulse and they kind of feel uh, sort of like a heartbeat kind of uh, I wanted it to feel more grounded and um, I wanted to yeah th- well, by having know. the bases do a pizzicato on the strong beats they're providing more of a more of a pulse and a nice, nice background layer. Yeah, more of a robust downbeat. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And kind of creating the tonal center, um, and establishing that that one, a strong one. Yeah, and it also it's it's a nice round sound when all the basses are doing a pizzicato live. Um, so it also kind of add adds to sort of the somber tone that I was trying to get in the the first two verses to make sure we. Make sure you realize um, how what kind of situation the wolf is in. Because this the the orchestra performance the um, I didn't talk before it, so I didn't give the audience didn't have any context. So everything everything had to be told within the song. So I wanted to do as much. So I wanted to provide as much background tone to the whole story as I could in these first couple measures to make sure that it was strongly established. The uh, Kind of the emotional state of her. Okay, and then the next section we get into there. Yeah, there's another swell, and then I also had the bells, the glockenspiel come in also to kind of help with that and kind of building on the last transition, um, which was just mostly the um, the harp providing it, and then the suspended cymbal. So this time we added more percussion and then also a timpani roll. Anyway, so into the next in the next section, we're now in the first chorus.
Okay, so then that takes us into the bridge. Uh, so that's a long chorus. It's actually it's sort of two choruses put together, sort of. Like a pre-chorus going yeah. into mm. a chorus? It's kind of, I don't know, not really. Or what would you say? I'd I say so. I'd say it's two choruses back-to-back, sort of. Or just a long chorus. Because, okay, so in the middle she goes, Oh, won't you show me? And that's kind of the start of the second half of the chorus. Because she's asking the, the moon for a sign to kind of help her along or just to point her in the right direction of what she should do. And so that's when it repeats. And then when she when that part comes in, then the clarinets, uh, all three clarinets come in, the full section, and they they start doing uh, the flute, what the flute was doing earlier with the harp. They take over the, uh, the ostinato and with this. That kind of thing. Um, so they take over with that, and then also I forgot to mention when the first when the chorus comes in, that's when I I brought back the brought uh, brought in the piano. Um, I wanted the piano to the original piano that I wrote the the piece with. Um, I wanted to bring that in because I really liked it and I thought it was missing that, so I wanted to drive home the chorus. So I added that, and that sounds like. And then the piano is also playing the lead line, so it's it's supporting the singer. And yeah, I wanted to make sure that the piano part made it into the actual orchestra because we had a pianist available with a uh, with a nice nice sounding concert grand piano. So I wanted to make use of everything that was available. Okay, so if you're in the score, we're on page page eight in the score and measure thirty one. So this is the bridge uh, stringendo, and that is kind of. I wanted this section to kind of push push a little bit more, and because this is where she's uh, kind of getting kind of getting flustered and kind of riled up about how nothing ever goes her way, and anything she tries always has the opposite effect, and she just can't seem to do anything right. So she's a little worked up, and she's trying to find she's still trying to find like the glimmer of hope. So the bridge. The bridge needed to move a little bit more, so I, I involved more players. The flute and the oboe, uh, no, the flute and the clarinet section are now all playing. The harp's back in with the the ostinato also. Piano is actually not playing right now, but the the French horns sort of take over the the lead line, the melody line, which is is really nice sounding, which sounds like this. Right here, it pulls back a little bit more. So you got that really light, airy string sound kind of supporting it. Well, not really supporting her. It's kind of on top of her, on top of what she's singing. So it's it's really light, airy, and kind of delicate. And I wanted to make sure that that part, because uh, what she's singing is is really vulnerable, and she's kind of exposing herself, so she... I wanted to make sure that part felt um, not uncomfortable, but 
like her most her most her most vulnerable points. So she's singing pretty much um, really all by herself with just the very light strings on top, um, kind of providing that that airy airy wispy kind of quality. So it's kind of like we're left with nothing but the wind blowing through the trees and as she's looking up at the moon. And then that takes us all the way into the big orchestra part that I added. So this, the orchestra gets their own chorus. I wanted to make sure that the orchestra had a chance to really play out and not have to worry about covering up the singer at all. So mm-hmm. I like threw everything in there. The, the, I did all, all the cool percussion stuff that I always wanted to put in um, yeah. because we yeah. didn't have to worry about covering up the singer because she's not singing right here. So yeah, you have everything's odd tempo. You have a uh, fourth sando. In the horn part, yeah. If you're looking part, at the score, yeah. We're on page 10 now at the odd tempo. Yeah, fortissimo for the violin twos. And yeah. forte for everything else, basically. So really strong, big section. Yeah, I gave the violin ones and the violin twos uh, fortissimo because they're playing the lead line. They take the they essentially take the place of of, of Emma Davis of what she's singing. Move over, Emma. Here no, comes no, no. The she's, she, yeah, she's, <laughs> they're taking the lead line. Uh huh. And then also the piano is playing the lead line on top of that, also with the with the arpeggios and the and the in the left hand and everything. So I made sure to keep the piano in there because I absolutely love it, and I just got really used to hearing that when I was playing it. So I wanted to hear it. Yeah, the horns have a sforzando. The horns have a sforzando. I added that later during one of the rehearsals just because I wanted it to be a nice big entrance um, to kind of knock the knock the audience back a little bit because everything up to this point was kind of really, really held back and tame so you could hear the hear the singer and hear the, the frailness of her voice and everything. So I wanted to make sure this part was um, more triumphant sort of because this is actually the point in the movie where she would see the see the basket that Red Riding had left and get a very specific idea of what she can do. Even though the audience has no context really um, for the film, this is this is what would be happening. So I wanted to make sure that, that that moment is more triumphant because the last course going into it is is sort of her like her rally to be like, this is what I'm going to do. It's going to work. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. It's, I'm not going to fail this time. Third time's a charm, um, all that. So leading into that needed to be really, really strong and show off the orchestra. Yeah, so we have um, going in here. I'll I'll play that part. So actually, um, the low strings, the violin or the viola, the low strings or the mid strings, the viola and the cello have a more elaborate version of what the piano is playing. Um, so they have a, a really, really quick um, up and down, up and down arpeggiating line um, to kind of, and it, yeah, here, I'll just play. It sounds like this. Yeah, so the strings are playing that, and it's it's to uh, kind of add more to the swelling swelling effect, um, and the kind of not frenetic but like excitement. Yeah, because we want to really excite the excite the orchestra and kind of give them let them play full out. So I, I really wanted to give them something something fun to play, um, and so they're elaborating on what the piano is doing. Okay, and then going into the last chorus, we got this. 
So this is my absolute favorite part in the whole thing. I added the the horn section right here. So she sings, and they're they're like on the offbeat sort of. So she goes, my old friend, and then the horns come in with. There's still some time. Then the horns go. And it was great. I loved it because it was like a call and answer, call and response kind of thing. Where the horns kind of turn into the the moon. They take the character of the moon sort of for there. Even though the moon's not talking at all. The the character of the moon. So the moon's responding back to her. My old friend. Ba-da. Ba-da-da-da. So I thought that was really cool. And the the fifth, the uh the fifth, the octave the jump from in the horns, the first one, the from the F to the C, the jump of a fifth, is like a really strong and it's typically typically linked to a hero sort of sound. Um, like a nice triumphant sound, but um it's because it's really open and solid. So that I wanted to use that just to make sure or use that to to tell that she's this is her she's this is her like moment she's she's really gonna take the chance and go one more time full full speed ahead and everything hero moment it's really nice because the horn players after they came up to me and said um they absolutely love that part because they they said it's so cinematic and it sounds great with the with the singer and it's just a really really nicely done part they're like it feels like a film and i was like oh my god so good thank you I was like, that's exactly what I was going for. And I'm, I'm really glad you guys appreciate the part. Because um, what I was trying to do was, I, since I knew the players who were going to be playing it, I wanted to make sure that they they had something like they would enjoy playing. And I didn't want to, you know, just give them give them filler stuff. So I, I looked at each part and, made, and went through and made sure I was like, would I enjoy playing this? Is this like a good line and everything? And yeah, and then if you're looking at the score uh, at this this part where the horns come in, I ha- I have written pulse two and three in the score, and that just means because the violins are holding a long line, and the, so is the singer. Um, they're holding they're holding their line through those beats, so there's there's nothing to for them to really attach to. So I wanted to make sure I gave uh, while I'm conducting, I gave a strong two and three, so that the orchestra knows knows where we are, and, and um, to kind of still give the support to the singer to make sure that. They're, they're comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here. So let's go to the next section real quick. Right there, uh, this is a big finale. This is kind of like the outro of the song, the uh, the the ending, the big the big finish. So, um, what I have is uh, she's holding out that the farewell, my dear. Oh. And what the strings are doing, they're all kind of I have written in the score murmur because I want it to sound kind of like uh, a night, uh, like a, a sort of a bubbling excitement kind of thing. So the strings are all kind of. They're doing they're doing different variations of that all layered on top of each other. So when it's put together, it sounds it sounds um, sort of bouncy, bouncy and like kind of popcorn kernels popping is what I was kind of imagining. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. That's wow. what I was thinking. I needed something that was like bubbly and like not like like brewing, like something that was like simmering, simmering. There's a good word. Okay, so I was like finding something, some way to 
to make a simmering sort of sound like in the pan we're like oh this 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 is the big here we go here we go we're we're rounding up this is it this is it so um yeah that's what murmur is um so they're they're really like quiet and and really underneath everything so it's it's kind of a cool cool it was more of a texture thing really yeah so then that takes all the way into my second favorite part which is the outro So what's really cool about the outro is it, it takes the melody theme from the bridge. Uh, so it goes like the, uh, the Yeah, so it takes the melody from the bridge and it brings it back to... to finish it out because so the bridge was the part remember where she was singing about um uh how that was like her her sort of angstiest point angsty that's not a good word she's not angsty she's like uh most troubled point where she's like all my life I did. oh yeah the first line of the bridge all my life i tried to change what others only see uh, so that's where she's like getting sort of the most frustrated at herself that nothing ever goes her way so i wanted to make sure that the bridge was the part that comes back at the very end because you flip it and then that's that's she turns that most troubled part into her most uh triumphant sort of farewell fanfare kind of thing yes character art yeah uh uh-huh character arc so we go yeah not only is is uh, did i want to show that she is going through the character arc with her um in her lyrics but also you have to convey that in the orchestra so yeah, that's why I took made sure that was that was a thing I knew I was going to do from the beginning was take the bridge the bridge melody and turn that into um, a more triumphant kind of hopeful part at the very end and how we were going to send everybody off. So that that's one of my favorite parts. Um, I don't know. If, okay, should we talk about this? Yeah, how you forgot the ending chord? No, no, that's <laughs> no. the secret. The secret little, the secret little homage in the in the final farewell. Yeah, sure. Why not? So in the in the film, the image is she's standing over a river uh, amongst all these trees and everything, and she's at like this waterfall. The uh, and the camera's looking up at her. So she's she's on the edge of this waterfall, this waterfall rock formation, and the imagery is um, a little you know a little bit inspired by one of our favorite films growing up, Lion King, Pride Rock, and everything. <laughs> so um and she's a she's an animal she's kind of resembles a lion so um as sort of a a tribute or a like a throwback homage to that um at the the horn part very very briefly the horn part kind of recalls a similar motif of uh Hans Zimmer's Hans Zimmer's score for Lion King Uh, 
uh, I think the when it's raining in Pride Rock or whatever at the very end when he's about to about to take the stand as king. Yeah, it's one on of those. Pride Rock. I think it's one of those themes that we kind of hear. Um, yeah, uh-huh. a few a few throughout the movie. Yeah, and then Hans really lays into it at the end during the transition. Oh, okay. Yeah, the rain's putting the fire that great fire out. Yeah, that um, scene. Uh-huh. Simba defeated evil. Scar. And we're going into the transition. Yeah, back into the the outro. I guess. Yeah. Into the happy so life. yeah. So uh, I threw a little little acorn or what do you call it? Um, a hidden Mickey? No, what do you call it? <laughs> well, I a guess if Mickey? we're talking Disney, it's hidden Mickey. It's Disney. Yeah, it's a hidden Mickey. <laughs> no, what's the word for it? A hidden Mickey? Oh, Easter egg. Yeah. So I threw an Easter, Easter egg, egg, hidden Mickey sort of little acorn in there very briefly and it, it's not it's not exact so um it's just an homage to that and it, it follows sort of the same arc the up and down thing um but then it, it finishes up with with our our heroes our brandy's actual lyrical line did you know you were doing that when you added this i did yeah because i was like because i have the i knew what the film's gonna look like and i was like because it's a live orchestra part and the horns really liked the the film film aspect that we were already writing for them I I wanted to include that to see if anybody caught it. Um, I don't know. Just like we're doing it. Let us know in the comments if you if you heard it if you caught it. It's it's very brief. It's it's in the horns. You can definitely hear it. Um, it's it's audible in the in the audio recording. So, but yeah, I wanted to pay homage to that sort of that iconic um, imagery from from Lion King because this is our characters. This is what she this she turned to. Uh, she's hopeful now. So that was it was like a fresh start. So I thought that was kind of fun, a little little hidden Mickey. Um, anyway, so yeah, the thing that I added though on the last rehearsal was that very last chord, the one, this one right here. Um, after the, after the uh, the glockenspiel and the harp and the piano are playing the ba da dum ba dum ba dum ba dum boom. This last chord, I added that last chord during our dress rehearsal, so it, it's it's handwritten in on the score. If you see. Um, I had the violin twos and the violas and the cellos and the bassists add that into their part. Um, and it, it just, it wasn't that it was missing something. So I was like, I need to add this nice little cushion button kind of thing. This nice bed of just relaxing sound, um, at the very end of it to know that she's, she's, um, probably going to be okay. So don't, don't worry about our hero. She's going to be okay. Cause this chord lets you know that everything's going to be fine and it's going to work out. So it's a hopeful chord. It's a nice, nice, solid, stable, hopeful chord. Yeah, it's it's the root uh, F, F, and uh, C. There's no, I didn't. There's no third in there because I didn't want to color it. So yeah, so that was that was what it was like to work with an orchestra. We we had a couple rehearsals together, um, the dress rehearsal, and then and um, yeah, it was really awesome because I knew I, some of my friends were in the orchestra, so it was a lot of fun to record with them and, and conduct them. Uh, it's it's uh, totally different rehearsing with a live orchestra and everything. Um, definitely have to stay on top of, you know, what's coming ahead and making sure you, you look at everybody and, and kind of carry everybody along. Yeah, you have more than one part to look at now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I didn't mind that though. Um, yeah, but that was... That was um, that was a great, great experience conducting our song for fully orchestrated with a live orchestra. So I was, I was happy to be a guest conductor for that, and and really glad that the uh, they invited me and let me do that. Um, yeah, and it was nice hearing it live. Yeah, because um, at that point we'd only heard it 
Um, we only heard us play it. Yeah, with our, our with our piano. Yeah, and then when we recorded it for the film in the studio session, we still just had we. I played the piano, and then our friend Alexis um, sang for Brandy's Lament, and yep. she did the voice, mm-hmm. and she did an awesome job for it. Um, but we didn't have an orchestra at the time, so we didn't have anything recorded except the piano. So uh, it was it was really cool to finally hear a version that we we've, we've been working on and that we've been hearing in our heads for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to check this out, please, please, please go to the YouTube page, Akiyama music. Feel free to watch the, the trailer for the actual, actual show. It has some of the stop motion clips in it. And then the, uh, this video, the Brandy's lament live, the orchestra version. If you want to see me conduct and, and see the orchestra play it, they, they did a really nice job and, and, it was a pleasure to work with them. And then if you're going to CTN next weekend on November 16th through the 18th, feel free to shout us out. Woo-hoo. Come check out. Uh, we'll grab a drink with you. Grab a burger. Let's hang out. Oh, burgers. Yeah. Oh There's my some gosh. good restaurants there. Oh, my gosh. It's in Burbank, by the way. Yeah, we didn't mention that. CTN's in Burbank. Yeah, there's one restaurant and then that Burbank Hotel. What is it? I think it's the Marriott. Um, the Marriott Convention Center Hotel. That is really nice. It's yeah. got like such good food. It, the food is amazing. Like I could spend all day there if I yeah. wasn't going to panels. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If you're if you're gonna be around there, definitely say hi. We'll try to meet up. Um, we're gonna go to as many panels as we can. Probably try to see Aaron Blaze, the Bancroft Brothers. Oh, Bancroft Len, Brothers. Lentine, if he's gonna be there, I think he's gonna be there. Don Han's gonna be there. Don Han. Don Han. Sorry. Don Han's gonna be there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we'll be there. Uh. Definitely say hi. We'd love to. Love to see you. We'll be filming stuff and, you know, always filming stuff. So, um, yeah, definitely say hi. Yeah, reach um, out to us on social media if you're going to be there. Again, I'm at Landon underscore Akiyama on Instagram. Mark is at Mark underscore Akiyama on his Instagram. Uh, you can reach out through us, comment, private message. Um, we're also on Facebook. And you can also write a comments in the comments section of this podcast and Shoot us some feedback on the website, akiyamamusic.com slash contact. Anything else, Mark? Hit that rating button, please. Oh, yes. Hit the rating button. Write a review. Do anything, yeah. Don't forget, if you're going to do some live videography or pictures, um, be sure to check out Moment Lens before you do any serious stuff like vlogging or taking yeah. selfies. Yeah, and use our Moment Ambassador link. Um, it'll it'll give you a nice discount and... And definitely help us out. So we really, really, really appreciate everybody who keeps using that, using that code. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. And um, as always, um, yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening so much. Yeah. All right, guys. See you in the next episode. And hope to see some of you at CTN. Hopefully, yeah. That'd be awesome. Great. Don't be afraid to say hi. (laughs) We're really friendly. We're friendly. We're not that intimidating. Mark is, but I'm not. No, but I smile a lot, so it's okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Thanks.